1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is definitely a Vodka Red Bull Friday
0: song. And Vodka Red Bull Friday is powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland-made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. And be Mr. Finley is presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. that the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit johnsellsdmv.com. 800-636-1067. This is Ax B. Mitch Anything. And we're going to start off in Fairfax. He called early. He said he was going to call back. And Jeremiah is on point. What's up, Jeremiah? How you doing, man? Hey, I appreciate you remembering, B. Mitch. Good to talk to you again. Um, all right, So, man. okay, my question. I'm a Washington native. I lived here my whole life. But at home when I was growing up, it was go Boston or go home. So, while the commanders and all the teams have a soft spot in my heart, I am a Patriots and Boston fan. So, my question for you is, what do you think of Mac Jones? Because I don't really know what to make of him after the last <laughs> season going to the playoffs, and now he's kind of looking shaky. I just want to know what your thoughts on on him are as a former player. Thanks so much, B-Mitch. Hi, man. I think Mac Jones that sometimes looked like he's the guy who can get it all done. Uh, last year, he showed me some good things. This year, I don't know if it's uh, – what, what's my man, uh, the man, the, the offensive coordinator now, who was a defensive coordinator, uh, he was in – He was in Detroit, and they fired him, and now he's back. Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. I don't understand if Matt Patricia, because I watched a game where he basically was telling Matt Matt Patricia to (laughs) to shove it. (laughs) You know, on the bombachi, and that's it. (laughs) You know, he was telling him all types of stuff, which tells me there's a coach and a quarterback who do not see eye to eye. I think that kid looked good last year. That sophomore jinx thing can pop up every once in a while, but I think ultimately in the long run he can be a legitimate quarterback for you because they're not going to ask him to do everything. He's smart. He can throw the football. He's a little. He's agile. But I think when you follow up a Tom Brady, and, and, and they can say, well, Tom was gone already. No, no, no. When the guy was at a team for 20 years, and then you bring in another quarterback in a first rounder, he's going to be compared to that guy. And I think that people got to realize Tom was a six-rounder who ended up working hard. I would just say for Mac Jones, if he continually worked hard, do like Tom Brady. Become one-dimensional, one, dimensional, not one dimensional, hyper-focused on one thing, being a great quarterback, and he can get it done. He has the tools. It's just that you're going to be compared to Tom, and if you try to live up to being Tom, you will not ever reach it. That's a promise. I don't know if it's a system. Uh, I don't know if it's a system per se, but the thing about Bill is you have to be so in tune to where he thinks you know more than him. And Tom Brady was that guy. Tom and Bill was a perfect match. Two guys that were basically dedicated to becoming great. And Bill probably walked in the office and Tom was there. And the next day, Tom tried to beat him. I mean, Bill tried to beat Tom. You know what I'm saying? And Tom like, damn, man, how he beat me there? those two were willing to do what they needed to do to become great. And I think if you're going to be successful with a Bill Belichick, you have to be invested as much as he is. Let's go to uh, Manassas. Check out Brad. Brad, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good. How
2: are you, be Mitch? Doing well. I got a scenario for you. Let's say that the Commanders win these last two games in close games and they lose in the first round of the playoffs and Carson Wentz looks very pedestrian. Would you, A, try and keep Carson Wentz or, B, try and – Pursue one of these Garoppolo type free agents, or C, try and resign Heineke. Let him compete against Howell and maybe use the savings from getting rid of Wentz to try and either franchise or uh, sign Payne to a long-term deal. I'll listen off the line. Thanks. I
0: right, meant well. If he looks pedestrian, I don't want him. To be honest with you, um, I don't want to uh, listen. I really don't see the the the, the luxury or the reason to go out and get one of these, like, Garoppolo-type people. In the last two years, we've done that. And if we do it a third year, it, I think it'll be basically what they say, uh, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I think it's time. Like, you can let Heineke and uh, Howell go, but I'm still going to look. If I got a position in the quarterback to get a better quarterback in the draft this year, I'm going out there to get one. I'm not going to feel like I have to be stuck with Heineke and Howell because let's be real. Heineken, the amount of money Heineke making, the amount of money How is making, you got some legitimate backups out there, the Super's backups back out there, that probably going to make more than what they're making. You can still go out and try to look for another quarterback. Um, The thing about bringing De'Ron back, and I've heard a lot of people say that, and I've talked over and over again about, you know, improving the offensive line too. You drafted the kid from uh, Alabama last year. To come in for Darian Mathis to come in here and be a guy who you thought can replace Deron Payne. I would say for Darian Mathis come back next year. Now Jonathan is making about eighteen million a year. If you sign Jerome if you franchise the Ron Payne, that goes up close to twenty million dollars or more. You you were saying it earlier. Uh, What's called makes thirty million. Uh, you got two other guys that making over twenty million at the defensive line position. So if you franchise him, now you got 30 million dollars sitting at the defensive tackle position. Montez comes up next year. Chase comes up the following year. You have to sign Cam Curl or something which is going to cost you some money. How do you improve the offensive line in that situation? It sounds great. And I think ultimately, we did some stuff in the offseason where if you don't, franchise him, I think him and his agent, Deron, they're going somewhere else. Deron may be able to chalk up $21, $22 million somewhere else. But eventually, we have to improve the offense. We found out this year, and I've said it historically, if your defense is not historically great, you have to have some level of a better-than-average offense, above-average offense, because you got to score. In this day and age, if you cannot score 20-some points a game, something is wrong. And that normally goes back to offensive line play calling, because they have the skill positions to be damn good, exceptionally good, and it's not happening for them. So, you know, I don't know about that, just sticking with these two, the two young guys, but I don't want, I'm, I'm sick and tired. I am damn sick and tired of seeing people roll in, people that did something good at another team. But they didn't do it great. And we bring him here and expect him to be great at this football team. I just don't see it. Maybe with all the changes that are out there that may be possible, just a a change will make things begin where we can now see people get to their absolute best. We can see the fruits of somebody's labor starting to work because I just think it's been too much that's been hindering us. And it's time for us to, like, turn the damn – turn the corner, you know, Turn the clock, whatever, to try to figure this thing out. Let's go to uh Chris in Hydesville. What's up, Chris? How you doing, man?
2: What's up, B Mitch? How you doing? Doing well. Hey, I got two quick I got two quick questions for you. One of them is serious and one of them is kind of a joke, but um, first off, uh, you know, guys like Belichick, Andy Reid, uh, you know, they would always find use for any player on the field. You know, we had guys like uh, Troy Brown playing cornerback. Or, and wide receiver. <laughs> uh, right. You know, and I don't understand why Washington has never entertained. I remember I remember Erlacher sometimes would come in on offense. He caught a touchdown against Washington on that North Turner team. I mean, actually on the Marty Schottenheimer team, I remember. Why don't we ever experiment with, like, getting our best athletes in position sometimes just to, you know, make the game more interesting, make it more fun for the players, or, or actually just. You know, I see what the Eagles are doing on fourth and one. Why can't we get a first down with somebody like a Logan Thomas? And then um, the other question I have is, does a little bit of you wish the Bills had been a little bit more successful holding on to the football and that Super Bowl, so you could have got some more punt returns and kickoff returns?
0: Uh, Not really. You know, I just – listen, I go into the game and whatever the flow was, I'll be ready when I get the opportunity. That Super Bowl was so much fun for me to live out a dream. Uh, and, be on, and sitting there watching it, and I think that, that that year, you know, it was sometimes on the sideline, I think the offense was giving us great entertainment, and there were times when the defense did. There were times when I was on the field giving those guys great entertainment. It, the ultimate thing is to win as a team, and we got to the end and we won it. So I wasn't really concerned at that point about my 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 mm-hmm. level of success or what I can do. I did have a dream that I was going to get the last punt, and I was going to run it score to win the game and continue into the locker room and never come out. But that didn't get a chance to happen. And then your first one was about the coaches um, you know, trying to figure out things. There are so many coaches out there who are so – they want to just – well, they want to find a guy and say that they found him. And they want you to play a certain position. Coaches decide in their head what a guy can do. Unlike when I got here with Joe and I went there with Andy – they see what you do every day in practice, and they say, we got to find a way for that to happen. I watched Brian Westbrook come into the team, didn't know the whole offense at first, but what he knew, and he utilized it. And and he he became more valuable to us as he learned everything else. How many times have you heard a coach in this area say, well, they don't know the whole offense, they don't know the whole defense, so they don't play the guy at all? That doesn't make much sense to me. Your job is to put your team in the best position to win. And if there's a guy who could come in the game for 15 plays, 16 plays, and have an impact, put him on the football field. You don't leave him on the sideline until he 100% knows everything out there. So I think they need to figure it out. Thanks. Pre- All right, man, appreciate your call. All right, let's go to Manassas. Man, we got a lot of Manassas going on today. And check out Cameron. What's mm-hmm. up, man? What's up, Cameron? How you doing, man?
2: Hey, what's going on, man? Chilling. Hey, man, I've got a quick quick uh, question because I haven't heard it on any other radio stations about quarterbacks. I could be tripping, though. But um, is Lamar Jackson not going to be available after this year? I I don't know.
0: You know, it's depending on what the what the Forty Nineers do. I mean, not under the Forty Nine. What the Baltimore Ravens decide to do with them, you know, that's a possibility, and then also not. They still can
2: franchise him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm saying we can compete because I don't want Garoppolo injury prone self. I don't want. Well, you say you don't want Garoppolo injury
0: prone. A lot of people gonna say Lamar get hurt a lot.
2: Yeah,
0: that's true, I guess. But, I mean, that would look a lot better than Garoppolo. You can't even lie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But think about it, though. Would you want Lamar – will Lamar be much better in this offense behind this offensive line? Or do you need to improve this offensive line before you get somebody like a Lamar that really wants to come here?
2: I, I think you're right. But I mean, do you think back on that New York Giants game, Heineken could have
0: stuck his. So I think Lamar scores on that drive where he gets knocked out there, but that play right there—you talking about the one when 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 Heineke was going and he tripped? Yeah, he yeah. You know why? Because he he's he's read the clippers and he and he hears his, his uh folklore too much. He wanted to dive at the <laughs> pylon instead of just putting <laughs> his damn foot in the ground. If he just plants with his right foot and goes straight, he he scores because you saw Jahan uh, Dawson right in front of him. The other guy wasn't going to touch him, but. He was setting no, up to dive at the pylon. That that little stupid T-shirt. I don't care about the pylon. Get in his own. If he would have just planted his yeah. foot, he walked in, in his own. Thanks, B. Mitch. Appreciate, right, Appreciate you. Appreciate have a good you. One. Happy New Year. You too, man. Yeah, I know people. A lot of people was looking at that play right there, but I'm saying, man, look, you're setting up to dive into to the pylon because everyone talk about he dives, Man, that might look cute when you were winning the game or something like that, but at that point. Just put plants' foot and run into the damn end zone. All right, Lanfield, you got something for me? I do have a question. Uh, Beamish, when you were playing, what was your uh go-to beverage on the sideline? Go-to beverage on the sideline. Uh-huh. I drank more water than anything. Really? Yeah. I would uh occasionally when it when we when when we got in the hot, hot areas, uh Philly, we had pickle juice. We had when it was cold. We had, like, a, some broth, chicken broth, things of that nature. But I actually didn't – I love to eat hot tamales on the sideline. The so, candy? The candy. Okay. Because it got me hyped up, and it was fun. It was, like, without doing all the other stuff.
2: Did you um, – were you – what did you – what was your favorite flavor of Gatorade? And, like, did you drink the Gatorade frequently?
0: I would drink it ever so often, but mm-hmm. not, not very, very often. Because, you know, Gatorade, it, 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 when I drank it too much, like, I was weird, man. I couldn't – if I ate a lot of food before the game, I lived in the bathroom prior to the game, and I didn't want it to be live on the sideline like sure. having to go to the bathroom. You wanna have a Lamar so incident? I, I, yeah, I got up early, I ate something light, and then I went out on the field. I tried to keep stay focused on that. And would just drink a lot of water and hot tamales.
2: So Beamich, a shoes Gatorade. That's the secret to success. A what? You're not a Gatorade guy. No,
0: no I'm saying I had some, but I didn't drink it all the time. Like even now, when I ride, when I'm riding a bike, instead of the Gatorade, I would rather have the water and have some type of electrolyte. Because like when you drink all that sugary stuff, you begin to feel it.
2: I've seen you take a bottle of Coke and
0: water it down. Yeah, and drink that, which yeah. is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Honestly, landfill, all I heard was that was cold for bourbon. <laughs> he was drinking bourbon on the sideline. <laughs> Never on the sideline. And that's all I'm going to say about that topic. All right, let's go to uh, Jarrah. What's up, Jarrah? How you doing,
2: man? Uh, I'm doing fine, Brian. Uh, my question is, <laughs> and I have a comment afterwards, did you ever need oxygen during a game? Uh, yeah. And uh, well, How the hell did they get that mask around that head? That's <laughs> what I'd like to know. <laughs> Hey, man, hey, no, when I, I went out I, to play I, in
0: Denver, everybody needed oxygen. But, you know, understand you don't have to wrap it around your head, Gerald. All you got to do is just grab it in your hand, I, in, in your palm, and just put it over your nose and breathe it in. I,
2: I, I get it. Man. <laughs> they probably, you probably depleted all the supplies. <laughs> Somebody else got crap. But, uh, listen, I want to wish you a, a very merry or happy new year. Landfield, stay in your seat. I, I want you to have a happy new year, too. And uh, the maestro, uh, Jeff. You all have a great one. But one quick question about that, John. That that little kid that just got the the part time job. Uh huh. He he comes across uh, as a genius. You know the the sound in his voice, the uh-huh. fact he got these partial scholarships. But I'll be damned when he said he wanted to be uh, just like J.P. Finley. He became an instant dumbass in about two <laughs> seconds. <laughs>
0: But you all have a great day, a great New Year, and I'll talk to you. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jerry. So, John, uh, you didn't hear the whole thing. He said, you sound like a genius. And you were saying all this stuff about these scholarships. You got all these schools. this and, that, and then you said that you want to be just like J.B. Pitty So you became an instant dumbass at that point. <laughs> he was cracking on you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but we—if—if—if is if, if, if gonna—if somebody's gonna mess with is always gonna be Jarrah. Let's go to Chris in Mechanicsville. What's up, Chris? Ask B Mitch anything. Hey, what's up, Chris? Hey, how you doing B Mitch. Doing well, man. I uh, just wanna say, uh, just wanna say, uh, y'all have a good show. But let's do it every uh, every week, all year long. Great show. And uh, my question was, if you were the head coach going into the off season, what would be your moves to uh, make next season? I guess more. All right. First of all, I'm going to get me a better offensive line, and then I'm going to change up the way that we do things. I, I and this is my opinion. I believe that we have gone too far the other way. When like the, I know the rules have changed in football, but I don't think it's so vitally important to just go easy to make sure everybody get to week one. I think we need to go hard enough to make sure everybody get to week one. The everybody that gets to week one is in great shape. And then you can start the season, hit the ground running, and you don't have to worry about losing a lot of games early on. And then we got to live by this mantra of, well, Ron, teams play better late. Well, if you lose one, you win one game, two games in the first six, seven games. Hell yeah, you better play better. or You're gonna be just lost. How about come out and go five and two one time, or six and one, or seven and zero? Oh. And then if you play, if your teams play better down the stretch, you're seven and zero. Oh. You may lose one or two, but then you come back with another four game winning streak. You had eleven wins right there. You're not fighting down the stretch every time because you started so slow. I think we have to understand that football has gotten to a point where we are overly concerned. The people that are overly concerned don't play the game. So we need to still prepare to play this physical game of football, and if we prepare like that, then we could be like some of these other teams that we are looking up at all the time because they will come and play against us, and it look like they're playing one speed and then we're playing another speed, which is rather slower. So I want to see this team just – I want to see better conditioning and go with a little bit more intensity in practice so when you get in the game, it's easy. Oh, man, I really wish they'd hire you as a head coach or some type of coaching position. I think you'd be a
2: great coach.
0: All right, man. Appreciate you. One day, man, one day. I think I'm at the mindset that I could probably do it now. I'm not, Before, I wanted to make sure the, the kiddos got to a point and now baby girl is 20. I think I could possibly do something like that. We're going to take a quick break here. If you're on the line, stay there. We'll get to your calls when we get back. Uh, Jupu is supposed to call in and give us his New Year's resolution. We'll see if he does that or not. Uh, 800-636-1067. Be, ask B-Mitch anything. This is B-Mitch and Finley. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses
1: can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.